This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is the BBC. Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. Welcome to another Bollytastic Rajan Pablo download, the number one show on Bollywood on the BBC, courtesy of the fantabulous BBC Asian Network. You guys rock. On this week's download, we talk Rais. We talk to the man himself, Mr. Shahrukh Khan, and a very excited and honoured Sunny Leone. And boy, is she so enthusiastic about reprising Zenith Man's role in Lela Lela. And Salil Acharya gives us the latest lowdown from Mumbai. Including why Bollywood is full of arguments at the moment. Uh, Shahrukh, what's it like playing a bad guy again? It's nice, yeah. It's, it's, it allows me to go back to my basic elements. All of us like it, sometime or the other. You have one look which is like, you know, my nephew was scared, my niece was scared. Shah Rukh Khan is evil. I'm very evil, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely, I, I, you know, I'm scared. You know, sometimes when I pack up and when I come back into my makeup room and look at myself in the mirror, I get scared, yeah. So <laughs> please tell your nephew and um, all your friends, I'm really sorry, but uh, I have a good heart. So come and see me in the film and I'll be kind of all right. I won't be so scared. But yeah, it's scary. With the kajal and all, it's scary. Yeah, the cool <laughs> scary. Uh, you know what? We got very excited when we found out there was um, the Lela or Lela song. I mean, Raj is a big Zenith Daman fan. Was there any kind of um, interaction with her? Did you say, oh, we're going to have this in the movie? No, I, you know, I really wanted her to be part of the song, actually. And I've, uh, I've been a secret admirer and lover of Zenith Daman for years. I've worked with her a couple of times on stage and she's so extremely dignified and beautiful and like you said we've all grown up watching her and uh, fantasized about uh, loving her and uh, I, I mean one of my favorite songs and uh, you know the film is set in 85 mid 80s to mid 90s and we were thinking of a <clears throat> bar number and because it's a little reality zone so we thought we'd take an actual film number and Lena Lena was uh, the unanimous choice and uh, at one time we thought we'll uh, invite her to be part of the song then we thought you know we just uh, break the whole reality mode of the film. And I'm waiting for her to see it. Um, I think she sent a message to Sunny and uh, congratulated her. And like I said, she's an extremely dignified lady. So uh, I hope she sees it and uh, believes we haven't spoiled it uh, from the classic that it was. Well, it's had over 40, 50 million hits so already on YouTube, so it's a big hit. People are loving it. So, Sharuk, tell us, why this role? Is it? Uh, there's been a lot of controversies in the sense, is it autobiographical? Have you based it on someone? What made you go into this direction? It's actually, uh, you know, the film written by, uh, I think there are four writers, Harid, uh, Neeraj, and a couple more, and Rahul himself. And, you know, they've been uh, doing a little research and bootlegging all around the country. Uh, based in Gujarat, maybe because of, maybe because of the prohibition part of it uh, was the first there, set um, in eighties and nineties. So I think there's a misnomer that people assume it's based on one person, but it's not. It's about uh, it is researched on bootlegging across the country and maybe you know some other parts of the world also. So quite intriguing how these guys get by uh, the law and then finally, of course, pay for it. Or uh, the character also is not uh, you know it's, it's not one person's story. It's a story of a bootlegger and experiences that these guys have uh, kind of researched and found out uh, around the country. And then I keep jokingly telling everyone, how could there be a bootlegger who sings Zalim uh, beautifully? There can't be a real person like that, right? <laughs> I mean, if there was, he would be Shah Rukh Khan. Of course. Um, and was it good to team up with uh, Ritesh and Farhan again? 
Yeah, it's great fun. I have friends and uh, <clears throat> somehow they keep bringing bad guys to me. So first one was sexy, this one was gritty. And um, somehow Farhan sees me always in this Al Pacino, Martin Bando kind of stuff. And uh, they were really excited by it. And I was in the middle of filming Happy New Year when they got me the film. And they said, you got to do this. It's very well written. Um, a little more reality-based than stuff that I do. And uh, we've tried to mix it up with our commerce and Rahul's uh, integrity as a filmmaker. So it, I, I think it's a good mix. Very interesting with the songs and the dances in it. And hopefully not going over the top. So uh, I, I think it's a very intelligent film. And still, um, hopefully, entertaining enough for your niece also. Please tell us she should not get scared. <laughs> no, but at the same, you know, like you mentioned, Raul Delacchia. Now he's a different type of director. He's quite grippy <clears throat> and quite hard hitting. Uh, w- did you have a choice in the direction? No, it, it, it's a story written by him. Uh-huh. Uh, it was completely devised by him, planned by him, thought out by him. And uh, you know what? What he's also was ready for uh, is to bring a little bit more of uh, you know, take a real kind of a story. And uh, you know, make it uh, make way into popular cinema mm. uh, without bastardizing it too much or uh, in any which way taking away from what he wanted to say as a director. And somewhere because of Farhan, myself, Vitesh, we mm. recognize and respect that. Uh, so we worked on it a lot. You know, like moments of the action, we can you know plug it up a little more. Yeah. Uh, the song and dancing, we can uh, take it a notch higher. Uh, so with our experience of commercial cinema, we can bring that to the table. And he could bring in all the grittiness and reality, which we also believe in completely. So I think uh, there is a mix here. And uh, both of us were very agreeable on, uh, you know, giving into each other, whichever the area of expertise uh, for, you know, the producer and the director. So very, very uh, happy creative uh, feeling. And um, I think uh, a lot of going back and forth, because when you're trying to create a mix like this, it's always difficult, you know, to create a set day or... That, that school of cinema. Mm. So hopefully we've been able to achieve it and yeah, either both of us will be happy or neither. <laughs> and, but also Shah Rukh, I mean, you know, when, when people know there's a Shah Rukh Khan film, everyone gets excited and, you know, we all kind of flock to the cinema to watch it. Are you a big one? Because recently in the press there's all been all this kind of, you know, everyone's concerned about release dates like with Garbal. Are you concerned about stuff like that? Um, no, I can't be concerned, yeah. You know, in terms of even seniority, in terms of the years that I've spent here, uh, I'm used to uh, things like that. It's happened before, it'll happen again. It's not the last time. So we have another 2,000 or 3,000 theaters extra. So, yeah, it's a, you know, but, but it's a good holiday period everywhere, it seems. Uh, down in Southeast Asia, we have the Chinese New Year. In India, there's a four- or five-day weekend. Mm. Um, so it's a longish weekend. Two films can be accommodated. Both are different genres, friends. And, uh, I mean, if it didn't happen, it would be better for both films. Maybe a little bit of business would suffer. But not uh, as much because of the longish holiday period, at least in India. So I think we'll get by. I don't have any issues with that. Uh, I made a film, it got postponed as is for about eight, nine months. Somewhere down the line, I'd hope I'd get an individual release. But, you know, when you do it last minute, some other film is already announced. Uh, so you just kind of say, okay, now let's hope for the best for both of them. Each yeah. one of us makes our films with the best of feelings. So, uh, mm. Best of luck to both of us. There's two of us, right? <laughs> How many Shahrukh Khans are there? Because you never stop. It's about after midnight and you're still working. I'm I'm Batman. I'm the Prince of Darkness. You're the Prince of Darkness. The most uh, uh-huh. daytime you try to catch me, you'll never catch me. Uh-huh. Oh, we I like that. At two o'clock. So I, I, yeah. So I'm at, I'm I'm at the wrong end of the day. And uh, I've always uh, I like it. Yeah. You know, you make a film. This is the last leg for me, uh, as far as the film is concerned. It will be. They won't belong to me. Uh-huh. I'll move on. I'll take a long bath, and I'll be on to the next one. So. <laughs> 
this is like letting go of something you lived for about a couple of years, and um, uh-huh. so you hold on to as much as you can and enjoy as much as you can. It's like uh, you know how they have uh, breakup sex. Uh huh. Oh. But okay to say on London radio. Yes. Yes. Oh, do you know what? Uh, forget the breakups. I don't even get the other thing. Yeah, Raj, Raj never gets to that level. I've become a virgin again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you both look like it now. <laughs> Sharon, you meant you meant you're looking desperate, both of you. Oh right? my oh, goodness! Oh. <laughs> you know, every time I look, I get desperate. I watch a Shahrukh Khan film, and then love is in the air. <laughs> uh, but Shah- Sharik, we waiting on me now. Okay? Uh, yes, always uh, my hero. Uh, Sharik, uh, uh, with Dear Zindagi, I mean, you were a part of the movie. Were you um, st- uh, happy with the response that movie's had? Lovely, yeah. I think uh, between Gauri and Alia and uh, Karan and the whole team, yeah, it was a, uh, actually genuinely a ninety percent uh, women team, and uh, you know, very beautifully thought out. And uh, I-, I-, I worked on it for about ten, twelve years. And uh, I thought the feeling of the film was very good. I didn't understand it too much myself uh, because it's, it's a film I think only the sensitivity of women can understand. Mm. But I knew it's a good thing, and uh, and they loved me very much uh, when I went there. And uh, I'm, you know, as an actor, the only thing I want is to be loved on a set. I've got to learn here. Yeah. I know so much from these ladies here, and such belief, and uh, such amazing organization. And then I saw the film. And uh, to be honest, uh, they, they brought it to me. I, I was shooting in Lisbon, so hmm. they all came along to show me the film, and it was really heartening to see it. And Alia was stupendous. I think Gaudi's work and everybody, all the actors. And I was, I'm, I'm just really so happy that I was part of this film. And uh, um, I co-produced it with Dharma Rajini. Yeah. And uh, really, one of the finer films that we've done. So very proud of it. Very proud of the ladies. And uh, just so happy to have done it because you know normally. Uh, Lead actors don't even participate in films like this here in India. Yeah, well, yes. I'm happy I was part of it and and it succeeded at. Uh the level that we'd expected. It it, it, like you said, lead actors, you know, sometimes they're not part of movies like that, but is there always a certain a pressure to have a hit movie? Do you feel it? Um, you know, I mean, before Fan, I've had most of them did well. So, yeah. Yeah, Fan was disheartening. It was sad me because it was really hard work at and I didn't even have that film. Uh, genuinely, will go down as another nicest films I've worked in in terms of Mani Sharma, Adi, and everyone mm. really worked hard at And even the visual effects, so amazing not one person in India even recognizes the visual effects of the film it's so far it's advanced cool. actually and that's all right uh, you know it, uh, we, we did something new in India never been done before and hopefully it will open doors for us to do further stuff which we will inshallah but um, uh, before that you know the films do open well they do well uh, especially in UK US people have loved me so much so there's never been a pressure mm. to get it right. And, uh, you know, Dear Zindagi wasn't a pressure film. Most of the films are not pressure films. Um, my my biggest concern is always that you set out to entertain and make people happy Yeah. after the experience of watching the film. If I let them down, I just feel extremely depre- depressed, not at the business, but at the fact, like you said, when people all over the place uh, put a name to me and say, okay, we're going to see a Shah Rukh Khan film with a lot of uh, positivity and it kind of rejects them or doesn't live up to what they wanted it to be. Uh, that's depressing for me, uh, not the business part of it. 
Mark, Mark, mark our words. Fan is a modern day classic and it's time will come. You watch in five years. That's a milestone in your acting career for us. Now, yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It, no, it, it will be. It, it actually gives me a lot of courage to make different films. Yeah. Uh, both um, Deepika's now in Bombay. She was in London here for um, the Triple X. Triple X. And we reminded her that, you know, our first ever premiere was with yourself for Om Shanti Om. How proud are you of Deepika mm-hmm. and also Priyanka? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Both of these ladies, you know, I work with them and uh, uh, I, I really want to say that, you know, in the smallest of way possible, uh, before them, Om Puriji, Nasir Bhai, Akbar Irfan Khan, and so many, you know, Chopra, you know, all of them are, uh, you know, making foray into, uh, and I don't say Hollywood, into international platforms where Indian cinema can be showcased because these are great Indian talents. And now these two ladies, Nidhika uh, and Priyanka, have, uh, you know, um, how to say, uh, you know, classical beauties from the country, both extremely talented and achieving so much. Um, you know, it just opens up doors. Maybe uh, I'm too old to take advantage of that, but the coming generation, the new actors and directors and producers, you know, we'll, we'll follow in the footsteps. Uh, these, these are path leaders, and I'm so glad for both of them, uh, both of them doing so well. And, uh, and yeah, uh, very, very uh, uh, proud that I work with them in some capacity and uh, been part of the journey. So it's really heartening. And uh, I hope as, as years go by, a lot more Indians uh, go find uh, this platform that they have created and, uh, you know, Skyrocket You're not too old. You're very gracious. We can't wait till Shah Rukh Khan is again back on the international standard. We want to see you in a big, big blockbuster that's international as yeah, well. Yeah, so please, please start on your radio station. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That the next James Bond should be Indian. Oh, oh yeah, actually, yes. that's very true. No, yeah. not, I can't. I can't have to. I can't do it. No, Raj, you can't. I uh, Sharik, I think you should make the movie and cast me. Uh, Raj could possibly play. I could the be villain. a Bond girl. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to be the Bond girls? You yes. Let's do a spoof in a Shah Rukh Khan movie, Rajan Pablo and Bond girls. What, 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 what the hell are you guys doing in England if you can't make me double or sexy Bond in London? <laughs> right, you come to London, we'll do that. Double or sat. Let me just say, Shah Rukh, uh, it it's pleasure. always a pleasure talking to you and thank you very, thank very you much so for much. taking the time. Yeah. God bless you. When I'm there, I'm, I'm dropping to see my daughter, then I call upon you and see you Please do. That's a deal. This is BBC Asian Network. Raj and Pablo. Now, uh, we spoke to this lovely lady um, a couple of years ago, actually, and when she first joined Bollywood, um, she was on our show. We absolutely adore her. She made her debut in Jism 2. Shooter of Adala was a special appearance for her, and she's been seen in films like Musti Zadi, One Night Stand, uh, Hate Story 2, and, of course, Ek Bahili Leela. Who are we talking about? We are talking about one of the most searched ladies on the net, one of the most leading people within the Bollywood industry, who's now had over 78 million hits for the Lela Olela song in Shah Rukh Khan's forthcoming race. It is, of course, the wonderful, the magical, the lovely Miss Sunny Leone, who joins us live. Sunny, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show again. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. How are you? It's so good to speak to you again. Congratulations yes, on this. Yes, it's so nice. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Sunny, first thing we've got to ask you is uh, exactly how did the Leila Leila song come your way? 
well, uh, Excel had called uh, my husband, Daniel, and uh, I knew something good was happening because I could see it on his face. I just didn't know what it was. And then he got off the phone and he said, uh, Shah Rukh Khan wants you to do a song in his film. And I said, did he call the right number? Are you sure he's calling me? Does Shah Rukh know that they've called me? You know, to get the song. Is he aware of this? And he was like, yes, he knows. And um, he wants you to do a song in his film. And, you know, there was... There was a lot of moments of disbelief. Um, I, I don't want to say shock because that's you know too strong of a word, but I was definitely um, very, very happy and in disbelief that this was actually happening and uh, very excited about it. Lovely one. Were you pinching yourself thinking, oh my God, this is the bad child Bollywood? You know what? I just couldn't believe that it was happening because, you know, you... You wish and you pray and wish and pray for moments like this when you work in the entertainment field. And for it to actually come true was it was surreal, you know, and we worked so hard. And uh, at that moment when I had gotten that phone call, a few things happened that weren't so wonderful. So it was such a nice feeling that, you know, he wanted me in his song and, you know, just it just reminds me that anything is possible and if you work hard and you're persistent and you're dedicated and you're professional people do notice and you know he noticed and he asked me to be in his song you know in his film now um uh, sunny did were you aware of the lela lela song from before yes i'd seen it a few different times because uh Zaman is somebody that uh for actually we had pulled references um, of her. So in those searches of searching different clothes for uh, the Leela character, um, I would watch her videos <laughs> as well. And uh, I think that she's so beautiful and I'm so, I feel honored that I've gotten to be a part of this song. I mean, no one can take away that when she made this song, it was unbelievable and it's such an amazing song and I'm really happy and thankful that Vixal and Sharu took the liberty to change this current song um, into something a little bit different. So it doesn't sound exactly the same. So they made it more peppier. They, you know, changed the look. They changed the feel of it. They they worked really hard to try and make it, even though it's the same song, make it as different as possible. Lovely one. And, and you know, your performance and the choreography, um, you exude a certain kind of like sensuality that just comes across. And um, Were you responsible for the choreography and your look as well? Oh, no. The, chore- the choreographing was done by his team and uh, they did an absolutely amazing job. I spent, I think it was about a week to 10 days rehearsing. Um, going over things, doing trials. We did a trial photo shoot to make sure that the look was proper, um, trying to finalize how we wanted, how they wanted the look to be. Um, and the costuming was done by their team, including my stylist, uh, Hitesh Kapopra. So it was Shizo and Hitesh that worked together in creating this look. Um, and we've got to ask you, um, once, uh, well, firstly, what was it like? What was it like? Um, has Zina Daman been in touch? Have you had a conversation? No, I, when I was doing when I was doing press, I was supposed to meet her one day, and I think you know our our t- 
times got mixed up and I didn't get a chance to meet her, but I heard that she said nice things about the song, which I'm very, uh, I feel very good about because I was really nervous <laughs> to find out what her opinion is because after so many years, someone was doing a remake of mm. her iconic song, you know, so it, it felt good that you know, she was happy with the end product. Well, can we just reveal to you, right, we spoke to Shah Rukh Khan earlier on, right, and he was in love with Zenith the Man. Rajan Pablo are in love with Zenith the Man and Zenith the Man approves of you. She thinks you've done a wonderful, magical job. Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely one. The other thing I want to ask is, what was it like meeting Shah Rukh Khan for the first time? I met him a few years ago before the shoot, and I met him at one of my film premieres. And uh, he was really good friends with the other actor and producer, which is Sachin Joshi. So he came, and he was so nice, and he actually did press, which is amazing. And um, I met him, you know, another time after that, and he went out of his way, and he was always really nice and said hello. And, you know, I just... You know, there's a reason why... People like Shah Rukh Khan are in the position that they are. They are so amazing at what they do, and they have so much charisma, and they can make someone who's in a bad mood feel like a million bucks just after 30 seconds of speaking with them. And just, they have this ability, and, you know, when you meet them and when you work with them, you realize what that is. And I don't know if you can truly describe that feeling you get when you're around people like that. And what was it like actually working with him? What was the moment, first moment on set with him? Um, well, I was extremely nervous because I kept telling myself, okay, Tony, don't fall. Don't say anything weird. Make, you know, like, don't trip over yourself. Um, don't, you know, start talking with a weird random facts because I do that when I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, try, just try to be cool. Cool is not something that I am at all. So, uh, of course, I was not cool. I walked out. I had my hair in some weird-looking bun, something <laughs> that the hairstylist had wrapped my hair in rollers. I looked like I had a mushroom top head. And I went into the vanity and go, really, that's how you look when you meet Charu Khan? You are just... I was like, how could you? I was like, why, Sunny? Why could you just be cool for like five minutes? That's it. That's all you had to be, just cool for five minutes. Well, you look absolutely stunning and cool from the video anyway. So, you know that little Punjabi girl from California? Is this a dream come true? This is definitely at the top of my list of most amazing moments um, in Bollywood so far. It is a dream come true because, like I said earlier, you only wish and pray for moments like these when you're in entertainment. And to have it, and I don't know how, like, the film's coming out in a couple days and, you know, it's going to be all over. And how do I capture this moment and just hold on to it for as long as I can is the feeling right now. Um, And uh, what else have you got coming up, Sunny? What are you working on? I have a film with uh, Arbaz Khan. It's called Data and Bazaar. And then I also have a couple other films that I've signed uh, that we haven't done. They haven't done any announcements for, so I can't talk about them either. Um, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for them to give me the green light to be able to speak about them. But I have some really interesting projects coming up this year. 
Well, but do you know one thing? Uh, worldwide, everybody is loving you in Rais and your um, appearance opposite Sharuk Khan. Is this going to lead to more opportunities? Is this the next big thing to get into the next stage of Bollywood for you? I don't know. You know, I wish I would have the ability to read the future. Um, so I don't know what it's going to bring. You know, the film will come out. I'm sure, you know, people are going to love it. It has a great buzz around the film right now. Um, people are waiting to see it, which is good feeling for me because, uh, you know, you want to be a part of a project that's, you know, bigger than who you are, basically, is what it feels like. Um, so I, I wish that it brings a lot of amazing things. And I have a lot of great things on my on my plate right now. I'm working on my own cosmetic line here. Uh-huh. And I have my app that I launched, uh, which is doing well. And uh, also my perfume line. So I plan to wow. like, get into a lot more cosmetics and merchandising here in India because, you know, I think it's one of the most emerging markets in the entire world right now. And yeah. I think if you can get it and be here and do it, then... I would be a fool not to. You know, one thing, um, me and Pablo, um, what we love about you is like, you know, from the first time we met you, you've still got that same enthusiasm and love for everything to do with Bollywood. It just, we hear it in your voice and that's amazing. Oh, thank you. I really do love it here. So um, I think it's such an amazing, such an amazing world to be in. I, you know, I'm talking to you. When I talked to you the first time, I think I probably was talking to you from either my home or a car or something. Yes, that was right. I'm talking to you from, you know, really nice office that we got for, oh, wow. you know, and we have a bunch of people here working and lots of employees. So it's all come a very, very long way. And well, so and well deserved. I've got so something else to add. Let's just add to that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you were voted one of the BBC 100 women in 2016. It in was, the world. It, um, it, it was you. Uh, did you know that? Yes. It, you know, I, Daniel told me about this list and I... I don't know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention at that moment. I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, and then I was like, wait, let me take a look at that. And I saw all the women on this list, and I saw all the amazing things that they've done and who's on that list and, you know, what it really truly means. And I feel extremely honored, and I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> it wasn't something that, you know, I knew was going to happen or right, it's time to go to our muscles from Mumbai, Mr. Salil Acharya, who joins us every Saturday with the inside scoop on the celebrity world. Uh, Salil, how are you doing? Perfect. Back in Mumbai now. It's very cold in Delhi. Uh, it is uh, very cold in Delhi. Um, so, first yeah. f- first of all, Salil, um, we want to ask you, we, we briefly touched on this before the awards um, last week, the Film Frey Awards, what's the gossip after the event? Well, the gossip is, the latest one is Harshwadhan Kapoor's big fight with Film Frey. It's an open Twitter battle mm. that's been going on. I don't know if y'all have followed it. Yep. Because, yes, he says that Daljeet Dasanj did not deserve to win the best debutant award because he's not a debutant. And technically speaking, he is right there. But Filmfare didn't hold back and they fought back and said, well, uh, quote unquote, 
a lot of newcomers feel that they deserve awards and they sort of demand it, to which Harshvardhan again did hold back. So you know, there was a lot of fight going on, considering the fact Harshvardhan Kapoor's sister won an award for Nizhia. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of fight within the family as well, and they don't necessarily have to agree with each other. So, uh, Sonal Kapoor winning was pretty good. I, I do think she deserved it. And uh, I think the good thing was that they kept the big stars out of the awards, which is sort of, uh, it was vindictive of the fact that they kept it kept it real. And uh, Manoj Bajpayee winning not one, but two awards, uh, one in the best critics, and of course, then the short film category, again, was very, very well-deserved. Uh, and I, I think everyone sort of keep happy with it. Though this time, I've noticed open criticism of awards mm. by Amal Malik and in this case by Harshwatan Kapoor for the first time in the history that we've seen. I mean, we've all known the big stars not coming in for the awards. Nobody's ever spoken on a social platform. Now that's starting. So I have a feeling that we're going to come to a zone where things are going to get a lot better and cleaner uh, maybe 2017 or 18 onwards. Why has Harshvardhan got on such a, a bandwagon about this? I mean, because his dad, Anil Kapoor, he's a stalwart of the industry. He hasn't said anything. Harshvardhan's very different. If you meet him, and I know you guys have, mm. he doesn't necessarily agree with popular opinion. He doesn't necessarily disagree uh, you know, with people close to him. So he works on both boats, but he's not somebody that just does things because he's a Kapoor. Uh, a lot of people have said that he's had a lot of attitude. If you remember during the promotions, yes. he'd one day come for a promotion and put his feet up on the table. And, and so he's got this uh, love-hate relationship with the, with the critics. Uh, and with the press, it's pretty much a hate relationship for a long time now. So I, I think that's going to have to taper down a little bit. He's become like the bad boy of, of films. And taking that mantle away from Suraj Pancholi, Suraj on the other hand, and, and he actually had a grudge, said what was actually also trying to say was, Suresh Panjoli had the backing of Salman Khan and much to, I wouldn't say it was a popular choice, but Suresh won the best debutant award everywhere last year. And so he said, if Suresh could win, he didn't really mean hmm. Suresh directly, but he said, well, others can win, why, so why can't I? And I think it's fine. I think it's, it's, it's his point of view. But he's not winning any friends doing all this. Well, well. Now, talking about grudges and clashes, apparently there's going to be a big clash this December between Salman Khan and Ranbir Kapoor. What's happening? Yes, because the big biopic on Sanjay Dutt is supposed to be in December. And it's coming against Tiger Zinda Hai. That is, you know, Eta Tiger Part 2. So this is going to be strange because it's going to be Ranbir Kapoor's film coming against Salman and Katrina. I mean, you want a Bollywood potboiler. This is, you know, the release date itself is a different potboiler. Because I have a feeling, uh, you know, when they're going to be crossing paths, promoting films and all, a is going to be very awkward because they've got Jagra Jasus coming also. Although I hear Ranbir and Katrina have just started you know, being caught and talking again. Oh, wow. I Good. Think this is, yes, yes. I've heard that, that they, well, they are talking. It's, I don't know where it's reached, but they, they're at least talking again. But this is professional suicide, I think, for Ranbir Kapoor to come against Salman Khan. I just hope that, you know, Raju Hirani decides to change the dates because there is no way, there is no way, it doesn't matter what kind of film it is, any film can come against Salman Khan in this kind of form plus with Katrina Kaif, and come out a winner. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the dates change. So I've got to ask you this. Um, is there an audience? Does anybody want to know about Sanjay Dutt? Absolutely. More so because Sanjay Dutt is very active in the film industry right now. Okay. Mm. So the thing is, a lot of people are not from the 80s and 90s. A lot of the generation that you know right now, which is the team of a generation, is post-1995 onwards. And they're just sitting 20. So they don't really know Sanjita. It's Sanju for them. 
So for them, when they watch the film, it'll be Sanjay Dutt and there's, a, I mean, I'm assuming they'll show Madhuri Dixit as well. And they'll see Ranveer Kapoor, who is this teeny bopper Generation Zero, playing that out, I think it'll be fantastic. And if they do come out with the right dates, I think this will be unstoppable. Um, now, talking about dates, uh, distributors are a little stressed because of the double release. Uh, talking about Kabul and Rais, of course. Yes, because there are only that many screens available. Everyone's been given different, you know, uh, diktats to figure it out. So apparently now, 50-50 is the screen count distribution. I mean, we're just three or four days away. 25th is the release date. I don't see how both films are going to benefit from this. And, you know, it's going to be quite saddening because one of the exhibitors is going to lose a lot of money. What people don't understand is the producers never lose money. It's the exhibitors who show the film to the public who have to buy it from the distributors and producers who will end up losing money. And they would have wanted to make money on both films, as is obvious. So now, obviously, because of this war that's happening, well, it's, let's just say it's an unseen war that's happening between the Russians and between Shah Rukh. So because of this now... Uh, not everyone's going to be happy. So I just hope and pray that, you know, both films at least come out unscathed uh, because it's highly unlikely that one can be a runaway success. Uh, thank you very, very much. And of course, we'll catch up again with you um, next Saturday. Thank you for being so Bollywoodastic and downloading the best bits of Raj and Pablo, the number one Bollywood show on the BBC Asian Network on the BBC. Don't forget you can listen live every weekend on Saturdays from 10am to 1pm. Until next week... Bye. Bye. Catch up with loads more from BBC Asian Network online or on the BBC iPlayer radio app.